live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown. Welcome to Positively West Virginia and the new weekly special feature, West Virginia Small Business Mastermind. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. For those of you guys joining us live on this Zoom call, thanks for joining us. And we have an amazing panel lined up for you today. And for those of you joining us on Facebook Live, uh, welcome and thanks for tuning as well. And for those on the podcast, we appreciate you guys listening to this as well. Since this is our second episode of the West Virginia Small Business Mastermind, I thought I'd take a second just to kind of explain what we're doing here. Uh, we did this last week, and uh, the concept was started in 1937 by uh, uh, Napoleon Hill. He wrote a, a, one of the best business books ever written. It's called Think and Grow Rich. And if uh, those of you guys who are familiar with that book, uh, in, in that uh, wonderful essay, Napoleon Hill outlined the concept of a mastermind. And the idea is bringing together a group of two or more like-minded people uh, intent on helping each other. And that's really what we're trying to do with this podcast. Every Friday from 11 till noon, one hour, we're going to spend focusing on uh, subject matter and bringing together a, a panel of subject matter experts to help West Virginia businesses win. That's, that's the mission of this is just to provide information and to help people, uh, you know, be successful in their business, to build strong companies, to, to start companies here in West Virginia. It's been part of the Positively West Virginia initiative since 2017. So each week we're gonna we're gonna be doing that. And uh, last week we had a couple thousand people tune into the show. Uh, we're excited to have you here live with us today, uh, and to uh, to really just talk about not only COVID nineteen issues, and obviously that's the the subject matter at hand. But as we progress through this, and as we kind of get our state back open and and things start uh, cranking more and more, there's going to be other issues, and we want to be able to bring you really solid information. So I've got a great panel. We're, we're going to introduce those folks in a second. Um, the West Virginia Small Business Mastermind is brought to you by Insurance Centers, the State Journal, wvnews.com, and Interaction Media. Uh, today we have with us uh, Kimberly Hambrick, Dr. Kimberly Hambrick with Kimberly Hambrick uh, Consulting down in Putnam County. West Virginia. We have Ed DaCosta with Catalyst Associates, well-known uh, speaker and author and uh, leadership uh, expert and sales expert. Danny Fink is a CPA from Premier Tax Services uh, in Morgantown. Andy Walker with Interaction Media. He's down in our Clarksburg location today. Yeah, right, Andy? I'm Clarksburg, Clarksburg today. And we have, uh, yeah, we have Frank Vitale uh, with Forge Business Solutions. Frank is a well-known uh, guy around the state of West Virginia, former uh, West Virginia uh, State Board of Education member, um, uh, has a varied experience in human resources, leadership, and, and consulting. So we're, we're glad to have you guys with us uh, today. Our moderator, our, uh, our technician producer is Dylan Sheldon uh, with the Interaction Media team. Hey, Dylan, thanks for helping and setting all this up. So guys, just jumping right back into the content here, uh, we, we had a really vibrant discussion last week, and I appreciate you guys chiming in, and I've, I kind of want to tee this up. We're, we're winding up week two of Governor Jim Justice's West Virginia Strong, the Comeback Recovery Plan, and his Safer at Home order now in effect in West Virginia. You know, and, and right now there's about 24 states that are in the process of reopening after the pandemic uh, shutdown uh, nationwide. So there's about two dozen states that are reopening in that process. And at some point, the rest of the country is going to reopen. But lifting economic restrictions, lifting stay-at-home orders is one thing. But getting 
companies and, you know, around the state, you know, there's 99% of businesses in West Virginia are small businesses. That's our audience that we're talking to right now. And I think about, you know, it's not just opening the door and things are going to get back to normal, not alone, you know, profitable. Uh, so how do, how, you know, I want to, I want to hear from all of our panelists today, some of the thoughts you have on as we start reopening these businesses in, in week two of this uh, reopening plan, what are some things that, that you think small businesses can be doing from each one of your individual areas of expertise? What are some things that West Virginia businesses can be doing to get their businesses back up and on the road to coming back? Frank, I'd like to toss it to you first. Well, sure. Um, you know, I, I personally think consumer confidence is critical to any economy. And so when you look at the rising unemployment numbers and those sorts of things, it's imperative that as business leaders, we try and inject consumer confidence into the market as best we can. Mm -hmm. And that means that we have to be confident. And I think, you know, we're more confident if we have a plan on how we're going to reopen our businesses and how we're going to re-engage our consumers, our employees especially, but our consumers as well, and start to imbue that sense of confidence into the market. I think it's imperative. So as we work together, I think I think if we can be sort of uh, work in concert with each other, businesses throughout the economy, particularly in the state of West Virginia, then I think we'll have a better chance in you know injecting that consumer confidence, because if if uh, our consumers, you know, if it's other businesses or, or you know, people off the street, wh whatever it is, whether we're in retail or the restaurant business, hospitality, tourism, uh, communications, uh, and so forth, if they're not ready to buy and they're not comfortable buying what we're selling, then we're not going to be able to, you know, to, to realize our potential. So I think it's about consumer confidence. That's awesome, Frank. You know, I, listening to you talking about consumer confidence, it's not just, hey, we're open, come back in, it, we're, we're going to get back to normal. That's not the way it's going to go, in my humble opinion. Is that what you're thinking as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there has to be an appetite, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, to, to do business. And, you know, what, what happens is, you know, when when we're when we don't have that confidence and we're concerned, we go into we naturally go into self-preservation mode. And when people go into self-preservation mode, and and Dr. Hamburg can speak to this specifically, but what ends up happening is we we, you know, we kind of curl up in a ball, right? We, you know, we we don't, you know, we don't spend, we don't go outside, we don't do things because we're concerned about about the future. So we've got to, you know. Not, you know, it's important that we don't create a false sense of security, yeah. uh, a false sense of confidence that that's only going to be another problem down the road. Mm. We've got to be judicious. And so if we do that, I think that consumers will start investing again and start doing business. Absolutely. Kimberly, you're shaking your head. So I would like to hear your thoughts on that. I think it's a great point. Yeah. I'm like Frank's bobblehead today because I agree <laughs> with what he's saying. Um, but it's absolutely right. We have to instill confidence. And so the leaders that I'm talking with are trying to figure out how to instill confidence first and foremost in their employees to want to come back to work because that's a huge thing. And just because a company puts out the email and says, okay, now it's time to come back to work. You're going to have issues with employees that want to make sure that it is a safe environment that you're bringing me back to. What about the people who have small children that they don't have anyone to take care of or 
family members or underlying issues. And so it's kind of twofold. And that's why I was agreeing with Frank that yes, you want your customers to come back. You want your customers to buy. You have to get your employees back into the workforce first. Yeah, absolutely. That's very, very good point. It's uh, it's interesting here. In my small company in Morgantown, uh, you know, we had uh, today's an optional day, and I, my wife asked me this morning, you know, how many folks do you think are going to be coming in? I said, I have no idea, you know, and uh, it was pretty neat. We have uh, we have four of us working today, you know, and uh, that was really a neat thing. Just to, first of all, my heart was like beating it was like wow my family's here they're back you know and that was pretty pretty awesome and you know understanding you know there's there's certain things we were able to do through an email but then i've got to be able to talk these folks through and make sure that that they're feeling you know they're feeling confident you know and 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 frank i think you talked about empathy um a couple of weeks ago on our on our episode and having empathy for your employees i think that's extremely important but also empathy for your customers too you know, they have to, you, it, I think that goes hand in hand with consumer confidence, you know, making sure that you understand that you understand that they have concerns or fears, whether they're going in for a haircut or going into a restaurant or a retail shop or whatever it might be, go get your tires changed. You know, what's, what's that going to look like? My dentist today was giving a, a tutorial on uh, all the different precautions and the air filtration systems that they're putting in place. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty neat they're actually you know uh and it, which is a very important thing ed i want to uh toss it over to you for your thoughts in uh on the reopening phases that we're we're seeing in west virginia what are what are some of the uh things you're seeing out there sure. I, I i agree with everything that i've heard thus far in this in this episode jim and i would just say during this reopening the rebound the comeback whatever you want to call it we need to have heightened awareness and heightened sensitivity not only for the feelings of other people, and I mean, one of the, the hallmarks of great leadership is that they are other-centric. They think first of other people, whether it's employees, colleagues, customers, neighbors, friends, family, whatever. They think of those folks first and then behave accordingly. It's incumbent on all of us who view ourselves as leaders or influencers in this society to to show by example that, that we can be compassionate, we can do business while protecting the lives of others. We can maintain social distancing. We can use you know, you know, facial coverings or other coverings that may be warranted depending on what it is you do, that they are not mutually exclusive. Mm. It's not one or the other. You know, when, when the governor says it's time that we can go back and now we're in week two, it doesn't mean forget all this. That's we exactly cannot right. go back to where we were before. And I don't mean politically. I mean psychologically. You cannot unlearn the lessons of this pandemic. People hmm. are changed. People who never thought they could work from home hmm. uh, now realize they can work from home. Others who thought they might be able to work from home realize, no, I can't work from home. Okay, so there are discoveries about us and our and our styles that you you just can't unlearn, and we just need to be mindful of that. Yeah, absolutely, Danny. I want to I want to get your thoughts on this this topic of uh, the reopening. Well, I think you know the specifics is going to vary by industry, um, but the underlying similarities is going to be 
you're going to have to remain flexible and look for new ways uh, to deliver your product or service. You know, for example, restaurants who maybe used to be dine-in only, you know, are offering the takeout. Um, and in our case, uh, instead of meeting with clients, we're doing Zoom meetings and using an online portal. You know, so you're going to have to look for those opportunities. Um, retail stores maybe on, uh, increasing their online presence. So I think you're going to have to remain flexible and look for those opportunities uh, for new ways to do your business. Absolutely, great thoughts, Andy. I want to I want to kick your kick it to you for a second, just to, in the way that people are are communicating. You know the, this. Uh, you know to to instill consumer confidence. As Frank teed this perfectly up, how do you communicate? You know to your customers and employees uh, in this day and age. What are some things you're seeing out there that are being effective? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, thinking about how we're going to instill consumer confidence and confidence and how we're able to continue to serve our clients and work with our employees. And I think one of the biggest things in companies that I see that are succeeding right now through this are, are practicing very open communication. They're being very clear and direct with the consumers and their employees on how they're able to move forward in this time. And so I think making sure that you have that strategy in place for communicating how you're going to be able to do that and, and touching on how it looks different for each industry. And so from that marketing communication standpoint, really illustrate for your customers and for your employees what that looks like um, in your marketing, on your social media, really paint the picture so people can see that and know when they're coming to your store, your place of business, they know exactly what to expect, that they can see the safety precautions that have been put into place to really keep them safe and feel comfortable to continue uh, doing business with you. So I think, you know, that open, clear communication, really painting that picture for people, for what it looks like to work with your business moving forward, you know, over this next indefinite period, I think it is really key. Absolutely. Frank, I want to, I want to kick it back over to you again, because you kind of hit on this notion of consumer confidence and listening to what Andy was saying and, and Kimberly, uh, Ed's thoughts, Danny's, uh, what are, what are, uh, you have anything else to add on, on that particular thing? Because I, th I do think that you're, you've hit on a, a massively important thing. And, you know, without people spending money, there, it doesn't matter if businesses are open, right? So we got to have that confidence in the, uh, from the consumer standpoint. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, unfortunately, here's what we have to overcome when it comes to, um, I just jotted a couple things down, but when it comes to overcoming a lack of confidence, you know, these are some things that we have to look at. I mean, not only the pandemic itself and the, and the amount of deaths and, and the amount of, you know, the infection rate and so forth, but in April alone, you know, the U.S. is seeing 20.5 million jobs lost. Exactly. And, and that is a real deal. And folks who are thinking about confidence look at that, and it's hard to be confident because, you know, we all know someone who is being impacted you know, with this. Um, we're looking at West Virginia seeing, you know, at equal to or its highest ever unemployment rate at between 18 to 19 percent with a U.S. unemployment rate at 16 and a half percent. So when you look at those numbers, we have to overcome that. And so that's why I say it's important to be to be honest and open. But to Andy's point, it's about communicating, right? Which everyone, you know, all the panelists are very good at because I, I've heard you and listened to you. But we've got to encourage our, you know, our fellow business folks to be 
communicative, you know, keep a dialogue going with your employees, with your consumers, and with, with, the, with the, what I like to call the stakeholders. So who are our stakeholders? It's our community, right? It's not, it's, it's the community at large, especially in the state of West Virginia. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. That kind of dovetails in what the next topic I wanted to hit on, and that is, you know, the SBA reports that it's it approved more than 4 million loans totaling $523 billion nationwide. In West Virginia, nearly 15,000 small businesses have been approved for loans totaling $1.8 billion. That's the average loan size in West Virginia is like $122,000. I checked my math on that, Danny, but that's a, that's a lot of, of money coming through EIDL loans and the PPP program. And I know, Danny, you've been dealing a lot with that as a CPA. You know, one of the things that, that, that comes to mind, and I think we, you know, we've been hearing this in my, in my mind over the last month doing these Positively West Virginia podcasts, and I'm hearing from a cross-sector of, of, of businesses and leaders, is that over the next several months, it may be another year or so, small businesses, most businesses that have, have been open are going to be in this startup mentality. Okay. We've been shut down for eight, nine weeks. Some of us and it's okay. Now let's go. And it's like a startup. Danny, from your perspective, you're getting that PPP money. You got the EIDL money. How do you, how do you uh, leverage that into the startup mode that you're wearing? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, of course the PPP money has to be used for specific things, you know, and at least 75% of it has to be payroll costs. And then the uh, the remainder can be, you know, like rent and utilities, you know, if you want to have it forgiven. So that's an important thing to remember is you can't just spend it however you want. But if they also applied for the idle loans, you know, those that money can be used for any normal business operating expense. You know, so a, a good way to maybe use some of those funds would be you know, towards advertising. Mm -hmm. you know, you, I don't think you can go into a shell and try to uh, preserve your way out of this. You're going to have to you know, go after the business. Yeah, that's a good thought. Well, and I, I get the fact that, you know, the PPP is, is to be only used for payroll um, and miscellaneous. There's some provisions in there for a uh, portion of the pay, uh, health insurance premium, et cetera, right. yeah. different benefits. But, but, but that, that PPP is really intended to free up your other cash reserves, right? So maybe you can and make an investment and, and go out and, and, and go out and, and uh, like you were saying, not, I own a marketing agency, so I'm kind of biased on this, but, but go on out and, and getting after the business instead mm -hmm. of just open. As I honestly don't believe that you're going to be able to open the doors and say, okay, we're open. Right. Let's the people are just door. automatically going to come back. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. Yeah, so having that PPP money to free up those funds, like you say, you can use your other operating capital uh, towards other things. So. Yeah. Ed, what are some of your thoughts on that? And Frank, I'm coming to you right after that. Sure. I, I it's going to require character because we need to be simultaneously aggressive and ambitious in reconnecting with customers that we might have lost touch with. Again, it varies dramatically by sure. nature of your business, but, but also um, maintaining the precautionary posture that we need to, in order to, to not have this bump again. If you think this was, has caused frustration, Imagine, just fast forward to September or October, and it's back. And it's back because people 
got complacent. People mm -hmm. got sloppy. Certain mm -hmm. businesses, it doesn't take much. 5% of the population can be irresponsible and this thing will blow back in our face to a great degree. And I, I just wanna make one comment, and this is something that came up with a client just a few days ago. Um, the American Cancer Society you know, is very anti-smoking, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. But do you know what campaigns they have found to be the most successful? Think about this. Imagine if they told people, they wrote it actually on the package of the product that cigarette smoking causes cancer. Or if they wrote Cig cigarette smoking may result in premature death to the user. And the third is cigarette smoking results in secondhand smoke that harms others. Of those three, which do you think would be the most compelling? And according to the American Cancer Society, what has caused the largest decrease in cigarette smoking? It's the third. And there's so much politicizing going on right now. We need to resist all temptation, regardless of your politics, regardless of the fact that there's somebody on the other side who's behaving stupidly. Fine, there's people on your side too that are behaving stupidly. So. Don't politicize it. Be part of the solution, not the problem. Awesome. Frank? Yeah, I just want to, I mean, Ed echoed, you know, he hit what I was really going to mention, but but I, I, it bears repeating. If it didn't bear repeating, Ed wouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> so, so, but but I want to go back to, to something Danny said and, and really kind of merge, mer, merge both topics. We've got to be thinking about the long game. And so when, when, you know, I, I know many businesses, you know, may not have participated in, in the idle loan or the PPP, you know, program and, and so forth. And, and there may be those opportunities should this pandemic spike again, but we don't know that for sure. Um, but what we do know for sure is that we need to be planning, you know, if we've not learned anything from a global business community, it's that we need to have contingency plans in place. And we need to be thinking about the next spike, about the next pandemic, and about the next crisis that may impact our company. And if we wanna stay solvent and we wanna do well as a company and provide confidence to our employees and consumers, the best way that we can do that is by having a strategy and a plan. Now, it happens to be that that's what, you know, what my firm does, but, but you can do that with anybody on this, you know, on this panel. Um, we all help companies with strategy. We all help business leaders with strategy. And more now than ever, if, if we didn't know that, that it was important to have a plan, we should know that now. We shouldn't shy away from that. So I think it's important to be thinking about, you know, utilizing these federal programs, these lending opportunities, not just for today's crisis, but what may come in the next six or 12 to 18 months. Yeah. You know, ultimately, you know, these, these loans are, are, are short-term bridge, right? It's not the solution, but it's definitely a, a short-term bridge. And I've, I've seen a lot of people taking advantage of that. One of the things that, you know, Governor Justice in his um, the comeback plan, uh, you know, he, he's really encouraging people if they can still use telework, or working remotely or working from home, uh, 
to to do so right and and to i think have that kind of integration of uh, not just everybody rushing back into offices and companies to Ed 's point you know we we want to make sure that people are, are are staying safe and and not letting down our diligence on social distancing and wearing masks and washing our hands and keeping things sanitized but but the the whole concept and and, and frank you, you hit on a great topic because it was it hits near and dear to my heart because the one thing that I was not prepared for was uh, back on uh, March sixteenth was saying okay everybody we 're going to start working from home. I didn't have a plan. We, you know, my teammates, Dylan, who's our producer today, helped me put together that plan. And, and, and we did it in one business day and we got everybody wired. And, you know, we, we have those kinds of luxuries uh, of being able to have technology at our fingertips and that kind of thing. But, but the one thing that I wasn't prepared for was leading a group of people personally uh, from a remote situation. <laughs> you know, it's one thing to be able to sit down and call somebody down to the office and have a cup of coffee and talk about and brainstorm some things or talk through an issue, but it's hard to do it uh, through a Zoom call or a telephone call or worse yet, an email. So uh, Kimberly, you know, obviously you kind of hit on tele telework and, and having to deal with multiple situations of having kids, you know, running in your background as you're on a Zoom call and things of that nature. What are some things? I mean, I think this is going to be a, a situation for, for long term, you know, working from home and telework. What are some things you're, you're urging your clients out there to, to, to take into consideration when they're team members are working remotely. Yeah, thank you. And I agree with Frank that people need a plan now more than ever. So most companies, we were forced to do this very quickly and we did the best we could. But as we're starting to come out of it, now is the time to do that conversation, to have the thinking, to have a contingency plan about what it looks like. This is a great opportunity right now, in my opinion, to provide professional development and training to your employees because I think it was Ed who said it. Everybody thinks they can work from home, but come on, it's not that easy. And then you throw in the distractions of children and you know, right now my third kid is being very quiet, but he pops up at inappropriate times. Um, this is the time to start building those skill sets a little bit more <laughs> to help people with planning, with for the love of all things holy, people need to learn how to use virtual platforms. I am on so many meetings where people are saying, is this on? Can you hear me? Is it on? And I'm like, that's a simple fix right there. But, but, we, have, but we have the opportunity right now to not only set your team up with the right um, equipment, but also the skills that they need to do this. And I'm seeing a number of leaders who are thinking about that but unfortunately a number of leaders who are of the mindset that when the doors open everybody goes back to business and that's not true yeah ed you want to weigh in on that no amen amen <laughs> i i was on a a training call a dry run thankfully a dry run of a training call earlier this week and it was using a tool that i have not used in a long time there's go to webinar there's zoom there's you know lots of tools and i was using webex by cisco a very large reputable company well the person who was co-teaching with me started the meeting and then handed it off to me handed the control to me well 
it wasn't entirely obvious at all to me how that happened or what I needed to do because it, I had been on Zoom for the last hundred video conferences mm -hmm. and the tools are different. And it was, so how, how, do I, how do I screen share? How do I share? Okay, and it was a dry run and the customer, the representative of the customer's there. So again, you know, we're, we're that much more prepared for the, for the live actual training. But in, in every instance, you know, you said, Jim, you know, all the technology in the world doesn't replace sitting across a table with a cup of coffee or in other ways. If somebody wants to meet with me. They're going to be in Morgantown next week. Let's grab a cup of coffee. Where, where can we grab a cup of coffee? Where do we grab lunch? Hmm, I don't actually know right now <laughs> in a week where you can do that. Well, I'll tell you what, Ed, you teach at the university. Why don't we just meet on campus? No, I, I don't think we can meet on campus. I think campus is closed. So, yeah. you know, things that used to be simple are not going to be simple. And it's going to, again, take yeah. character, take composure for us to navigate, you know, the transition. Exactly. Danny, you, you talked uh, a few minutes ago about, you know, a lot of your client meetings are, are taking place over, over technology. And you're, you deal with highly sensitive financial information with companies large and small. How, how, are, you, how are you guys doing it? Well, we're using Zoom um, and a secure portal for actually exchanging information. You know, so we're not actually putting any uh, secure infor or uh, confidential information through Zoom other than, I guess, our words. But um, Frank, what are some things you can, you know, what are some of your thoughts on, you know, uh, enabling people uh, working from home and kind of some of the leadership lessons you're learning from that. Yeah. So uh, one of my favorites, uh, Richard Branson with Virgin Industries, oh, yeah. he, he, he has a saying that, you know, if you can't, if you can't trust your employees to work from home, then why'd you hire them in the first place? <laughs> and now, now I have to admit, so I'm, I'm old school, right? I'm, I'm an old, you know, former army officer, you know, and, and, and so forth. I kind of came up the, the, the back way of the mountain, so to speak. And, you know, I've always believed, you know, butts in the seats. And, you know, if you're not at work, you can't be, you know, you, you're, you're screwing around or you're not, you're not working. I, I sort of came up with that because that was the, the, the culture that, that I grew up in. Um, but I think we've learned, you know, that that couldn't be further from the truth if we have the right people on board. And so we're finding that people are more productive. In fact, there's, um, there's some studies out there that are showing that people are fatiguing because they're not able to walk away from their computer. I mean, you know, my wife's texting me in the house the other night, where are you? You know, and I'm, 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 I'm not at the, the bar in the, in the basement, but I'm, I'm at my desk, you know, and, and so we're not working traditional hours anymore, right? Especially for those of us that have small children at home. So one of the things is, is you know, we need to be kind, right? We need to be kind to each other. We need to be kind to our employees. And, and as, as leaders and managers, we need to assume that our employees are doing the right thing unless we have evidence that they're not. And, mm -hmm. so, and, and we don't know, also don't know what people are going through at home. And, and that's a whole other topic for another day, perhaps. 
but but people were dealing with things at home as well. But you know, focus on being positive, I think, and 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 giving people the benefit of the doubt when they are working at home. Yeah, that's great stuff. Andy, I want to uh, throw it over to you for a minute and get your thoughts on, uh, you know, from a sales perspective, uh, what are you seeing out there right now? Uh, you know, obviously you, you cover a, a large swath of West Virginia uh, selling uh, media assets and that kind of stuff, you know, advertising marketing plans. What are some of the things you're seeing out there uh, as we start opening back up? Yeah. So um, for one segment of, of the market, they seem to have a lot of confidence or ready to move forward and open the doors. But there's another segment who just still feel a little uncertain and aren't ready to commit uh, necessarily um, on, on moving forward in some things because they just still don't feel like they have the confidence and the direction to know how to move forward. Um, mm -hmm. For the ones who are confident in something that we've been seeing, uh, now is a great time to get out there. And back to Danny's point about advertising, now is a great time. If you have the capacity to do so, and if your business is open and you have a plan in place to move forward, uh, there is so much less clutter in the marketplace in terms of advertising and communication. Mm -hmm. So if you are able to optimize and really you know, capitalize on that opportunity, uh, you have really great potential to grab up more market share during this time because you can get your message out there in a really clear, easy way right now uh, since there's a lot more open inventory, so to speak, in, in the advertising space. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that we're seeing people do is using this as an opportunity to diversify, not necessarily, you know, different businesses, but in that one business, diversify how they're generating revenue. And so uh, it was mentioned with wet restaurants that maybe have just traditionally been an eat-in only type of restaurant, uh, using this as an opportunity to start a delivery service or to start some sort of online ordering platform. So when things do open back up and you are able to have people come back and eat into your restaurant, you are now able to still continue to serve that whole other segment of people like myself, you know, my wife and I, we have two kids and getting out on a Friday night isn't as easy as what it used to be to grab dinner, but we love to order takeout. And there have been a large chunk of restaurants that we just couldn't really order takeout from because they didn't have that system in place, but now they do. So they, you know, learned how they can diversify how they're able to serve and work with customers. Uh, so those are some areas where we're seeing people be successful in right now. Uh, you know, creating those new revenue streams for your business that will be there not just in a, in a crisis situation, but moving forward for the long term as well. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, just um, the point was made earlier about flexibility and, uh, and then Danny's point about, you know, confidential information. Just, I mean, my wife and I, like everyone else, you know, April 15th, just a few weeks ago, you know, we, we couldn't go visit our CPA to sign the, their, our returns because they were, they were closed, but we were doing everything. Even though the, the IRS has extended the deadline, we wanted to get it done and be done with it for, for 2019. Well, they had to create a system whereby we had to log into a confidential portal to download documents and sign. But then, you know, my wife comes to me, how do I sign it? You know, and I'm like, no, no, there's a thing that says sign. She said, but don't I need a stylus? And she's a smart woman, but she'd never signed an electronic document before. And it was very awkward. Then a week ago, I have a client who I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of trainings for face to face on a government contract in April, May, and June. Well, guess what? 
They slid it out 30 days, everything. So they needed to revise the contract and get me to sign the contract. And the client had no idea how to do that because I couldn't visit their office and do it the old fashioned way with a pen. So I, I literally, I just walked him through, like, this is what you do and, and we did it. And so, you know, I'm no expert in this, but I had done it a few different times. And so I think the, the main takeaway there is flexibility, open-mindedness and flexibility and tolerance that some people are going to be confused by something that you might not think warrants confusion. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Frank, you, you talked on, uh, on the concept of unleashing innovation a couple of weeks ago. And I love that. And I've actually stolen it and made it my own. <laughs> and I love that concept. What are some things that you're thinking about, uh, Frank, uh, as we're, as we're moving into this, you know, getting ready to start our third week of, of the reopening comeback? Uh, what are some things you're thinking about in terms of innovation right now? Well, again, I think, I think, you know, to use an old cliche, life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Yeah. And, you know, you know, utilizing pivoting is critical, right? How, how do we pivot? So we can, we can curl up in a ball and, and sort of, you know, shut, you know, shut ourselves away from the rest of the world, or we can take what's in front of us and make something out of it. And, and mm -hmm. for example, you know, we, yeah, we may be a little rusty or, or I may, I should speak for myself, be a little rusty with technology and, and so forth. But you know what, the best way to, to learn is to just go after it and do your best and hopefully, you know, forgiving of one another uh, for those sorts of things. But pivoting and, you know, sometimes that means that, yeah, you might not be able to do exactly what you wanted to do and complete a project in the exact manner in which you wanted to complete it. You may have to adjust timelines and so forth, but at the end of the day, find a way to get across the finish line. Yeah, you know, it, it's like that line from Balboa, right? The 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 last Rocky, which I think was one too many, but um, the last Rocky movie, uh, you know, where he says, you know, life's going to punch you, it's going to knock you down, and it hits hard, but you've got to just keep getting up and keep moving. And I think that the businesses, like everyone on this call, that gets up every day and keeps moving, keeps moving down the field, so to speak, I think on the other side of this will be the victors. Absolutely. And I, you know, I've, I've been using this analogy of, of getting the, the, the boat to calm waters. We're all in the same storm. We're in different boats, but our jobs are get, you know, getting these boats to the calm waters because that's where the opportunity lies. And I, I can physically see the calm water, you know, right? Today, it's actually raining in Morgantown. Uh, Kimberly, I don't know what it's doing down there in Putnam County, but it's a gloomy, cold, rainy day here in Morgantown. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, uh, I do see the, the calm waters ahead. And, and it's not to say that it's going to be easy, but, you know, uh, you know, for the last eight or so weeks, it's been rough for a lot of people. And, and that's what we're really trying to do is equip people to, 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 to have some ideas, to have some understanding that, look, this is not going to be easy, but, but we can absolutely do this. And we can, we can come back bigger and, and, and badder and stronger and, and more robust. I think there's tremendous opportunity in West Virginia, um, you know, just in, in terms of 
ideas like bringing some manufacturing jobs back to the United States. West Virginia is set up perfectly to, to accommodate that. And, and if we think that way and, and we're entrepreneurial in mind, I think that's going to be a huge thing. And, and, you know, and that goes back to the point we were talking about just a, mi- a few minutes ago with regard to everybody being a startup. You know, when you're a startup, you're scrappy. You're going to go after it. Just to Andy's point, you, know, you got to think differently. Find an opportunity and, and, and go after it. And, and I, I can't help but think that you know, the, those folks that do that and have that startup mentality, you know, leveraging financial resources like Danny was talking about and being able to, to communicate and instill that consumer confidence that Frank was talking about. I think those are all giant, giant opportunities for people if they just do it right. And uh, the, the, the most important thing, I think, is just not to be timid in times like these. We have to be bold and be thinking. And, you know, um, Dylan and I were having a conversation just yesterday, and I said, you know, uh, he said, we've, we've never done that, Jim. And I said, well, you've never had a baby before and you're getting ready to have a second baby. You know? <laughs> I mean, not you physically, his wife, but you know, <laughs> the point is, is that, you know, you, you don't know. A lot of things we do, we do for the first time. There's a lot of firsts. Just think back to any one of us, the first time we ever did anything, it was not easy. It was not comfortable, but we did it. And then the second time it became a little bit easier. And the third time, by the five, fifth or sixth time, it's like, oh, we've been doing this all of our lives. So I do think that that startup mentality is going to be, uh, be an important mindset for people because quite honestly, it is going to be different and we don't even know what that looks like yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Jim, I would just add, Frank, I would ahead. just add, I'm sorry, one thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all know the, you know, the big lessons that, that our countries learn, but you know, you, you can't go out and buy a Kodak camera anymore. Right. I mean, they were the number one camera company in the world. And, and why is that? Because they didn't evolve. You know, no. they, they just didn't evolve. You know, try going and buying, you know, getting a, something at Star or at Blockbuster, right? You know, I mean, these companies had opportunities to, to evolve and to be creative and to take, you know, the changes in the economy and, and the changes in consumer behavior and use that information to take their companies to the next level. But they didn't. And so the biggest, most powerful companies in the world like that are gone. And so, you know, that's just an example of what not to do, you know, but, but it is, you know, it is a point that we can all take and say, you know, let's harness innovation. Let's come up with new ways to deliver and let's just keep, you know, evolving constantly. Yeah. And I'm going to like to get your guys thoughts on this. And this is kind of a concept that just kind of came to me this week is like, you know, you guys probably hear it too, you know, can't wait to get back to normal, you know? When, when are things going to get back to normal? And I, I keep thinking, and I actually heard a, um, I heard a pastor give a sermon on this, um, this just recently. And the concept was, you know, let, I'm looking forward to normal, not back to normal. Because I don't know that, I don't know that uh, you know, going back is necessarily a good thing, right? And, and Ed, you've used this analogy before, you know, the windshield is this big and the rear view mirror is this big for a reason, you know, we're supposed to be looking forward and, and, and getting, you know, getting back to, you know, looking forward to normal, I think makes sense. Getting back to normal, then I, I don't necessarily want to go back to normal, to be honest with you. You know, I'd, there's normalcy is a, is, a, is a good thing. It's comforting, right? And, and having, having normal kind of schedules and routines and knowing what our day is going to look like tomorrow is, is a pretty good thing. But, you know, looking forward to normal as opposed to getting back to normal might be a, a mindset, mind shift, a leader shift, Kimberly, if you will. <laughs> yeah, no. 
Yeah, and I absolutely agree. And as we're talking about innovation, I would say that innovation is in the eye of the beholder because we don't have to do something so huge and different, but we have to make some subtle changes to evolve and to continue to grow. And yeah, we're not going back to normal, Jim. As Ed said earlier, we're forever changed. We can't unsee some of the things that have happened here. And that's all a part of growth. And growth means you're evolving daily. And, uh, and the other thing that I would just add that when we were kind of talking about this new virtual environment, um, you know, I'm, I'm a people person. I love being around people, but you can find ways to do it here. I have been doing weekly meetings with a team that I'm overseeing and I'm just bringing them together. And it's a very simple, just share what's happening in your life. Because as we said, we don't know what everybody's going through. And to see the transformation, and so, and you know this, when you see that transformation in your client, to see the transformation of them realizing we're all in the same storm, but we have different, you know, waves that are hitting us. And I'm seeing deeper connections and I'm seeing stronger compassion. Um, my mantra for 2019 was just be kind. And I thought it was so great. I brought it into 2020 and then 2020 took a complete, you know, world. Just be kind people and give each other grace because we have no idea what everyone's going through. Yeah, that's a great point. Frank, I saw you shaking your head because you, you hit on that a minute ago too. So yeah. that's, that, that's good stuff. Dylan, are, do you want to uh, take over for a second? Yeah, let me jump in. Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, good deal. So um, I wanted to try something new this time around. I said uh, a, uh, a new thing Jim and I were hoping to start implementing on some of these mastermind calls. So you guys may be familiar with the, the polling function of Zoom. I'm going to go ahead and launch the, the, a poll. And this is an anonymous poll, uh, but all the panelists are able to vote. You guys see that up now? Yep. Yes. All right. So there's three questions there. And uh, if you guys want to go ahead and take a moment and go through those. And then Jim, if you'd like, I'd like to just uh, for you to provide some commentary on those, maybe get some feedback from our panelists on, on those three questions. And the last yeah. one is more of a, um, the uh, kind of like a final question. And then it would be great to get feedback from everybody, but uh, maybe we can just decide who we want to hear from first on that one. Awesome. Everybody have a chance to cast their vote on the poll. I don't so think uh, it says panelists cannot vote. Oh, Dylan. That's a bummer. I, I'm seeing that too. Thanks, Jim. Ask us to vote. We can't vote. Jim, walk us through those questions, and maybe we can get some some live feedback as opposed to yeah, yeah, yeah. voting. Yeah, just 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 kind of a quick response. This will be like a speed round. Um, what is going to be the biggest challenge for West Virginia business owners reopening in the coming weeks as we head into week three of this plan? Employee engagement, customer retention, health and safety, business growth, reassessing products and services. You guys I just I think it's going to be health and safety at least for the next week or so as people slowly emerge out of their homes. Cool. I'll say employee engagement. They're all important. 
Yeah, they're all important. There's no wrong answer, but I would say employee engagement. Frank? Frank, you're muted. Yep, sorry. I'm thinking a little differently here. Uh, I think business growth, because all of those other things fall, like will impact business growth, right? Yeah, They're yeah. all important, don't get me wrong. And some, you know, depending on it, on who, some may be more important than the other, but I think they all have to be in place in order to grow business. But if we can't grow our business, we may be out of business. Yeah, 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 good. Danny? I think health and safety, both for the employees feeling safe coming back to work as well as uh, your clients or customers feeling safe coming to your place of business. Yeah, Andy? Yeah, just echo that one. Uh, that was what I was kind of thinking that that health and safety aspect really plays a huge part in the employee engagement, customer retention aspect. Cool. Can you guys see the questions on the screen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So number two, just, let's just kind of go in that same order, Kimberly. Well, well, I shut down the poll, so I don't know what number two is. <laughs> you wouldn't let you wouldn't let me vote, so I decided it. I didn't need it. Um, well, this I, this, this I, new function I, I, is going to be awesome. It. Yeah, I, I I found it. So, what's most Wallace. important? Flawless execution. Yeah, flawless. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I I'm the problem here. Um, I, I I do think I you know when Danny mentioned this a, a week or so ago about startups, it really started to align with what I was hearing from some leaders where they're kind of tossing out their business plan for 2020 and they're looking at a business plan for the next immediate future if you want to call it 60 75 90 days hmm. and and to me that's they're thinking like a startup they're thinking about what do they need to do now to move that business forward yeah that's that's amazing you know the funny thing is is that you know a, a vast majority of businesses actually fail in the first two years and another percentage fail after you know five years and so it's kind of kind of a little bit scary but i think it's also uh, very encouraging uh, in the sense that we have a, you know we have proven track records if people have been in business a couple of years you have a track record but you have to have this startup mentality so we have lessons learned right but this is a new a new era that we're moving into ed what are your thoughts yes no i agree it's i mean it's it's either you act as a startup meaning take a fresh look at everything or, or you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. Not to be melodramatic about it, but it's an opportunity that yep. is rare. It's rare. I know people that have learned another language in the last eight weeks. I mean, learned another language, studied Mandarin, you know, but re, I mean, did massive projects that they hadn't, they'd been putting off for a long time. And um, so Absolutely. You had better take advantage of this opportunity to act like a startup. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll work on improving that polling function for, for next week. But we, hey, we, we, have to, we have to innovate, right? You got to try new things. I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Uh, so in the spirit of that, I, I would love to get some closing remarks from you guys this week. This, this call has been awesome. You guys have each provided in incredible value to, to, to our audience, our listeners out there, small businesses in West Virginia that are trying to figure this stuff out. And I'd just like to go around the horn and, and, and get your guys' thoughts on one piece of advice uh, for small business owners over the over the next seven seven uh, days or so as they're as they're getting ready to go into week three. 
based on some of the discussions we have here and some of the thoughts you're, that you have uh, personally, I would just love to hear your, your, your top advice for, for small business owners. You have an opportunity to reach out to them right now. Just give your thoughts on what we should be doing. I'll start with Kimberly. Ladies, go first. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. Oh, thank you. It's thank Sunday, you. yes. Yes, it is. I, I'm looking forward to it. So my sons who are listening, remember it's Mother's Day on Sunday. <laughs> um, <laughs> just a little hit there. But, you know, as you were sitting there talking, I was thinking about the next seven days and what we've been talking about. I, I hope that business owners reach out to their employees, check in on them, see how they're doing find out what their concerns are about the opening. And also, as Frank had said earlier about customers, reach out to your customers too, if you have a way and find out what they're wanting and what they're concerned about. Mm, great advice. Danny. Yeah, I'll echo that about reaching out to your clients to see you know, what they're thinking, what they need, uh, so that you're better able to service them when you're back up and running. Excellent. Andy. Yeah, mine would uh, be to lead with transparency and just utilize that transparency to help build trust with your employees and then also with your customers. I think everybody really responds to a transparent leader. I think now is a perfect time to be doing that. Ed. Stay positive and optimistic. Stay positive. Resist any temptation to be critical, even if it's something that you think is worthy of criticism. Just if you don't have anything nice to say, I learned that I think in kindergarten. That's great advice. <laughs> awesome. You heard it. You heard it. Learned it. That's true. I did hear it. I didn't. I didn't learn it. Frank. Yeah, I would just uh, sort of end with a quote. And um, you know, Margaret Mead said that a few thoughtful people can change the world. For that's indeed all that ever has. And you know. We can work with our teams. We can be innovative. We can release innovation. We can be empathetic and caring for other people. We can stay in touch with our customers. We can listen. I think listening right now to our, to our employees and to our customers is critical. Just giving them a listening ear. We can learn so much if we do that. And then come up with a plan and execute it with confidence. If we do that, then we'll done all that we can. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree with, with you guys. That's awesome stuff. Um, a lot of food for thought this week to think about as we're, as we're, uh, as we're going into week three of this uh, situation. And, and what's neat about it, you know, I think is, and it can't be lost, is that, we're, you know, like I said, we're, we're one of about 24 states right now that are in reopening phases. And a lot of the country's still, you know, really in a desperate situation. Um, uh, you know, so I, th I think our thoughts and prayers are with the frontline workers here in the state of West Virginia and all the people that have been going through that, uh, and indeed around the country. And and in my uh, and honestly, I'm I'm praying for uh, West Virginia companies. I, I know that uh, a lot of people have been hurt. Uh, a lot of people have um, have fear and anxiety still. Um, don't know what they're what to do. And I think that that you guys, as a panel uh, today, have been excellent in providing real solid information, advice, and tactics that, that people can, can use. Uh, our panel again today is uh, Frank Vitale with Forge Business Solutions, Danny Fink with Premier Tax Services, Kimberly Hambrick, Dr. Kimberly Hambrick with Kimberly Hambrick uh, Consulting, Ed DaCosta with Catalyst Associates, Andy Walker with Interaction Media, and our producer today is Dylan Sheldon. 
uh, Dylan, thank you for, for all your help uh, in setting this up and continuing to grow this platform. This is only our second episode, and we look forward to a long-term um, relationship with our viewers, our listeners on Facebook and the podcast. Next week, we're going to have uh, uh, Senator Shelley Moore Capito joining us as a panelist, and we're going to open that up for Q&A as well uh, with some live calls. Looking forward to growing that as well. Guys, uh, thank you. Happy Mother's Day again, Kimberly. We, we appreciate you and all the moms out there listening. Uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great day, even though it's going to be a little challenging to celebrate and we'll have to be creative and innovative in the way we celebrate Mother's Day this year. Uh, it'll be memorable for sure. Folks, that's it for today's Positively West Virginia, West Virginia Small Business Mastermind. Uh, my hope and, uh, and my belief is that we brought you some valuable insight that you can use in your business today in West Virginia. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for Positively West Virginia. They are Insurance Centers, the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. It's our uh, West Virginia Small Business Mastermind. On behalf of our entire Interaction Media team and our producer today, Dylan Sheldon, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay positive, West Virginia. 